Thank you for choosing to listen to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. You know, we're now available on iTunes, Google Play, and many other podcasting apps, and you may be even listening to us through one of those apps. But we really want you to make sure to subscribe, like us, rate us, and and probably most importantly, share us with your friends because we want people in St. Louis, in Catholic St. Louis, to know that this podcast exists and that, you know, with all the noise out there and all the misinformation, they can turn here and the St. Louis Review to get their dose of of Catholic information and and education. So please, uh, like I said, like us, rate us, share us with your friends. We really appreciate it. And thank you again for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. The parish likes to, to look at kind of the bigger picture. A priest is an altar priest. They just go, go, go. In the zeal full of Jesus Christ. There is compassion for poor people. And it has this beautiful historic church. Heaven coming down to earth. Thanks be to God. From the Rome of the West, this is the Catholic Gateway Podcast, your audio gateway into the Archdiocese of St. Louis. On each episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, we'll tell the stories about the interesting people, places, and events that make up the Archdiocese of St. Louis. We'll also give an update on Catholic news, courtesy of the reporters from the St. Louis Review and Catholic St. Louis Magazine, the official publications of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. So with trust in the Holy Spirit, let's begin. Welcome to another episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. My name is Gabe Jones. On a recent November evening, more than 1,000 fans gathered at the CBC High School Stadium, though not to watch the state champion cadet soccer team. Congratulations to them, by the way. More on their win can be found in the November 21st through 27th St. Louis Review. The Catholics from all across the Archdiocese who had gathered on this brisk Wednesday evening had come out in droves to witness a different kind of soccer game, a game in which the real victory could not be known immediately when the clock ran out, despite what the scoreboard said. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to CBC High School for the fourth annual Souls and Goals Soccer Cup between the clergy and company of the Archdiocese of St. Louis and Kenrick Glennon Seminary Lions. Pope Francis even weighed in on this soccer match, saying, Quotes, it will really be a bit difficult for me to root, but luckily it's a friendly match. Okay, well, that quote might have been taken out of context a little bit. It wouldn't be the first time. Anyway, if you must know, the seminarians did prevail over the clergy 2-1. to one. Pictures and video of the entire game are posted at soulsandgoals.org. But that's not the real reason for the game. Here's Father Brian Fallon, Assistant Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of St. Louis, and Father Timothy Foy, Associate Pastor of Holy Infant in Baldwin, explaining how this game came to be and what its real purpose is. Well, Father Foy, uh, Timothy Foy from uh, Holy Infant in Baldwin, he's the chief architect, and he did a great job in saying, you know, let's do something fun for vocation promotion. It's Vocations Awareness Week, which is a huge thing, and that was actually almost sort of just happened to be the same. first year. It's like, wow, we happened to be... Because he switched, it used to be in January or February. Vocations Awareness Week used to be in the different time of the year. And they changed it the same year we started the Souls and Goals program. So he was at Immaculate Conception in Darden Prairie at the time and teamed up with a lot of awesome parishioners, uh, you know, especially Jim Schleter, who's just been a lot of help for us coordinating the event. 
So we added at St. Dominic's High School uh, for a couple of years, and then uh, this is our first year at CBC High School, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a big party. I mean, you're having a giant party, and this is the, the, the main attraction for it for a little while, but you can't, I mean, I, I don't know how many people I've met, well, I haven't seen in literally a year, two years, three years in some instance. You know, it's just, it's good. It's a good it's thing a big, to kind of connect. With big us. giant Catholic party. Exactly. I mean, they oh, yeah. get to say, you know, especially to seminarians that, you know, they're, they're studying and they're at the seminary just for everybody to come out and see, like, wow, like, there's a lot of people that really are praying for us and supporting us and want to help us. So it's good for the lay people to come out and support the seminarians in that way, but also to look around and see, like, wow, like, there's a lot of people here tonight, you know, and maybe there's a young man or woman that's, oh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of praying about what I'm supposed to do with my life, or, wow, here's some other people, or, uh, wow, like here we are as a community of believers that, you know, we all support our priests and seminarians. So I, I think that's the main reason to come out is just because we can't do it alone. We, we all have to work together and discern as a group of, you know, faithful people trying to follow Jesus. It connects so many people from all over. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, for one thing, I mean, for one thing, the vocation scene, of course, is the biggest thing. But it's just great that the support that the priests get from people they haven't seen in a while, you know, from previous parishes they've worked with, and they support, they come out and support them, and there's so much, um, there's so much of a, a feeling of appreciation you get from the people in the, in the stands. It's, it's a neat event. Yeah. It really is. Well, and it really ties the, the brothers together, too, that are on the field. Tonight, honoring Father Tim Bannis was a really important thing for us. November is the month where we remember all the souls uh, who have uh, faithfully departed, and uh, we pray for them. And so uh, that's something that we do, especially this year. We were uh, we were making sure that we remembered uh, Father uh, Timothy Bannis, who recently passed away. And uh, so we had a moment of silence for him. I mean, I guarantee all the priests were praying during that time of silence for, for Tim. And... Just because his parents were here, which was a beautiful thing to have them come out. And I, you know, I think, I hope they, and I, and I know they felt supported and appreciated, and we, we're really glad to have them out here. There were also parents of other priests in attendance. Vince Burkemper is the father of Father Andrew Burkemper, associate pastor of All Saints in St. Peter's. Vince was excited to see his priest son participate. Oh, it was awesome. I mean, it was really, really cool. You know, he started out in goal. And um, he did a good job. He let that first one kind of get in, but it was kind of a mess. That whole goal was a mess. And he made a couple of great saves. Um, it was just awesome watching him play. Besides the joy of seeing his son compete on the field, Vince also noted the tangible benefits of the event. But uh, I think it builds a lot of camaraderie and connection with the seminary, so I think they get that out of it. And, of course, the support from all the fans. I mean, isn't it great? I mean, I don't know how many were here. And, you know, they're all here. They're cheering them on. And so uh, I think they get a lot of um, just just uplifted in, in, in just spirit, don't you think? Yeah, some energy. And, energy yeah. and, yeah. And, and no one got hurt. Well, maybe no apparent injuries, but I'd bet sales of Icy Hot spiked a little bit on November 10th. So if the priests noticed the increased camaraderie and attention for vocations because of the game, and the parents noted the sense of community, what did the fans get out of it? Here's Terry from Our Lady of Sorrows. I really think it humanizes them, to be honest. You know, some people kind of get nervous and, oh, you know, straighten up, it's the seminarian or it's the priest. But, you know, these are real guys that just let, you know, come out, have fun, and, you know, hang out and be real with you, you know. So what brought you out here tonight? Daniel Coco and su uh, supporting the uh, seminarians. Uh, is this your first time coming to one of these? No, this is our third. Third? Yeah. So what do you think compared to the other years? 
Oh, this is great. This is an amazing turnout. Yeah. 14-year-olds Douglas and Michael Maloney came all the way from Herculaneum for the Souls and Goals game. Is this your first time coming to one of these? Yes. What do you think of it? It's pretty cool. It's uh, a lot of people came. It's pretty nice. Kurt Speckhouse and his wife Karen also attended for the first time. Father Gerber is uh, one of our priests at St. Joseph Parish in Cottleville, so we figured we'd come out and support him. What did Kurt think about it? Well, I, I, I think it kind of shows that priests are people too. You know, so, so often we kind of set them aside like they're in their own special little class, which they are, but they, they're also people. And you come out here and they're having fun playing soccer and just, you know, showing that they're human, just like everybody else. So you'd recommend other people need to come out to these in the, in the future, right? I would, yes. Kurt and Karen said they've been trying to attend in years past, but haven't been able to get to the game for one reason or another. Well, the weather last year wasn't too good. <laughs> it kind of rained the night of the game. But I hear Father Gerber <laughs> save the day. He came through this year, too. Grant Monaghan put it into the back of the net just before halftime. Like we were saying, Nick, they needed that goal, and they got it. Unfortunately for the clergy and company, that was their lone goal in the 2016 Souls and Goals Cup. But they did win last year, or did they? I'm glad memory doesn't serve everybody too well. It was only a half of a game because the rest of it got rained out. Yeah, but well, you guys would have run out of gas. We so they, would have run was, out of gas. It was gas. a blessing from God, it, right? It yeah. was the, they were anticipating the beginning of the year of mercy, so wanted to just let us have one win because I think the seminarians have won every year except for last year. So, But for Father Fallon and Father Foy, it isn't all about what happens on the field. It's a healthy rivalry. You know, a couple you know months before, people start talking trash you know like oh we're gonna beat you and then the priests say yeah probably uh but in a lot of ways you know let you know the practice starts the training starts and with all the promotion people are funny too who they're rooting for i was asking a bunch of little kids tonight at the event like well who are you pulling for and they're like oh the priests of course i'm like good smart kids (laughs) so some disappointing kids though just to see have the kids come out and see you and see you running around and doing something that's Exciting. There's some pretty good players out there. They just they look at you differently when you're when you're walking around again, like you said, they're more human, but they're also something that's kind of exciting. But it's also fun when you see seminarians go and become deacons, uh, then they join the clergy team. So uh, or some guys who discern that they're not supposed to be at seminary anymore, they'll join us a year or two later as part of the company of clergy and company. So that's definitely the, one of the goals, is to get them up in the ranks and have us join, have them join us. It's good to have Deacon Joseph Lugalami tonight on our team. He was doing a lot of great stuff. But, um, yeah, definitely a rivalry. It's a fun rivalry. We've been out to their practices, some of us, and just, it's fun. A lot of different ways to promote vocations, but what better way than to have a healthy competition? And people like to see the seminarians and the priests duke it out. So, you know, of course, the seminarians are uh, younger and uh, a little bit more in shape, so they've got a leg up on us. I've played more soccer as a priest than I ever did before. I'll be honest. Like, not that I'm any good, but I have, um, yeah, I mean, you can get out there and do this stuff, and you can find a lot of uh, fraternity and brotherhood just doing stuff like this, which is, this is the culmination of, obviously, all the soccer I play, for certain. But, um, I mean, I never got the chance. I never got the chance to do this. But I mean, like, I never played in high school. I wasn't good enough playing high school. I mean, I never would have been better competitive in high school. But uh, we'll come out here and 
play a game like of that intensity, like you know, be out there in the field with rubbing all the guys, guys who played some pretty good ball. That's it's an honor. So I think it's fun. If you haven't already noticed, fun is a recurring theme when you ask people about this new tradition of souls and goals. And as you've already heard, the game is also intended to promote vocations. Father Fallon says that fun, and more importantly, Christian joy, is what helps young men discern the priesthood. Well, that's what it was for me when I was discerning. It was the priests in my parish. It was, you know, Father Joe Kemp and uh, Father Mike Bame, Father Tim Bannis, who were, you know, kind of looking to them and seeing, wow, these guys are happy and they're joy-filled and they're very unique. You know, like not, none of those three guys, if you know them, are the same, but uh, it's kind of like, wow, maybe God's calling me to do that. So I try to do the same thing. It's just bring joy and, and make it light, but also cover some serious topics and see what God wants to do. with. Father says he isn't simply a recruiter, though. He's not trying to get young men to just sign up for something. Vocations are a calling, and more often than not, vocations must be nurtured over a period of time through relationships, primarily with our Lord, but also priests, religious men and women, and other role models. That's why he and vocations director Father Chris Martin want to be present for young men and women as they discern their call in life. You know, Father Martin and I kind of like divided uh, some of our roles and responsibilities. As, as I see it, we've, we've kind of got three main areas. We're promotion, so going to grade schools, high schools, colleges, young adult groups, uh, youth ministries, and, uh, and to be able to be with people in their environments and just talk to them about discernment, you know, get to know people. Uh, then there's inquiry and application where people are talking a little bit more about, hey, I am thinking about what I'm supposed to do, or yeah, maybe I am supposed to apply to seminary. And then that third part where we have seminarians are people that are in religious orders and how do we help facilitate, like, help them with their vocation. So uh, so a lot of ways, like for me, it's, you know, kind of going around from parish to school to uh, different institutions, just meeting people and just talking about the gospel and if they are interested, you know, how to help them with that and otherwise just talking about prayer and discernment. One way Father Fallon talks about prayer and discernment is through social media. He often uses Twitter to share where he's going or where he's been to talk about vocations. You can follow him too. He can be found at O'Fallon, O-H-F-A-L-L-O-N. He's also started using a hashtag on many of his tweets, hashtag subtle. Why? Well, it started out kind of as a joke where we would, you know, be talking to guys that are on the seminary and like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's like, or you could do, go to the seminary. Subtle. You know, so, uh, so we, you know, in the vocation office staff, especially our seminarians that work in there with the summer, we, you know, we're just being silly with it. But uh, when you think about it, God is, is pretty subtle in how he reveals his love to us. He's, he's not going to wallop us over the head with it. He's, he's a romancer. He's gentler. You know, sometimes you need a, a St. Paul who gets kicked off the horse, you know, has, has his whole Acts of the Apostles experience. But uh, for most of us, God just wants to slowly help us to understand. And so that's where, you know, subtle kind of has its origins. And if you saw the recent St. Louis Review article, you know that Father Fallon's social media presence actually helped one current seminarian, Jake Braun, get to the seminary in the first place. God's good. You know, he was he was working with Jake Braun and saying, uh, you know, maybe you're supposed to go to the seminary. He was kind of putting it off, and just in between classes one day, he was checking his Twitter feed, and someone had uh, retweeted something that I had said, like, hey, if you're supposed to be a seminarian, let me know. And it's like, okay, so well, I'm going to let you know. And so we had a conversation, and... Uh, you know, he began the application process and was accepted. So, 
yeah, it's just neat, neat to see how God's going to use all sorts of media to get uh, the souls that he needs to, you know, build up the kingdom. Maybe even this podcast, right? <laughs> you never know. Right, subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming. Have a wonderful evening. Please continue to pray for vocations in the priests that are alongside. Happy National Vocation Awareness Week. And good night to everybody from CDC. You're listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast. On this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast, uh, we're just going to continue on with the sports theme. So I brought in our renowned sports reporter with the St. Louis Review, Joe Kenny, uh, to talk about some of the local Catholic schools in St. Louis, the 27 Catholic high schools and, and what they're doing in the realm of sports. So, Joe, uh, thanks for, for coming back on. Well, I don't know how renowned I am, but I am uh, working at it. So, Well, you're, you're Joe Kenny. I mean, of course you're renowned. Right. So. <laughs> We're trying. So as you just heard on this episode, uh, we talked about souls and goals in the first segment. And, uh, and so, uh, Joe, there's a lot of uh, other soccer going on here in St. Louis. In fact, one of our teams uh, just won state championship. Yes, uh, St. Louis has always been known for its in, uh, really good soccer teams uh, on the high school level as well as um, even CYC. And this year, CBC went all the way. Um, they won their game, and it was a really tough one against Rockhurst of Kansas City. They went into double overtime, and it was still 1-1. So they, they had shootouts. The first round of shootouts was 3-3, so they had to go to a sudden death uh, second round. The first player for Rockhurst missed, and then CBC got the goal that was the winner. So it sounds like it was an exciting, dramatic game, and you, you were there to witness it, right? It sure was, and and I saw a lot of good sportsmanship there, too. I, one of the uh, players for CBC got knocked down and was laying laying on the ground for a little bit, and a Rockhurst player came over and, and stood with him until he until he got back up. He wasn't hurt, but it was, it was pretty nice to see. And then after the game, uh, Coach Terry Mickler of CBC went over to the Rockhurst side and uh, congratulated them for a well-played game, and and just sat there for stood there for a while and had a conversation with them. Well, I mean that's really what you would expect from two Catholic schools. Because for anyone listening who, who doesn't know, Rockhurst High School over in Kansas City is a, a Jesuit school, a brother school to uh, or sister school, everyone, whatever you want to call it, uh, to St. Louis University High School here. So. Um, but there, in addition to it being a, a rivalry, uh, sort of on the field, the, the you know champ, state championship game uh, here was uh, you know CBC Christian Brothers versus a Jesuit school in Rockhurst, and uh, so that was that was I'm sure uh, also it sort of added to the drama a little bit, I, I guess. Right, and sometimes some of these schools that kids know each other from select leagues and and from competition for four years against each other, so it's nice to see that. And on CBC, I was particularly impressed with a couple of the players, uh, Connor Lonero and Sam Leach, uh, who their talent is really amazing. So it was good. It was really neat to see. Well, it's great to see one of our local St. Louis schools, uh, because like you said, St. Louis is so renowned for soccer. So it's. Uh, 
for those of us who take pride in sports, it's nice to see one of our hometown teams uh, bring home the championship in, in that uh, sport that's so dear to, to many St. Louisans. Uh, but soccer isn't the only one, and the only, it's not the only place where some of our Catholic high schools have been excelling. So, Joe, uh, what are some of the other uh, sports uh, that, that have um, seen championships here from St. Louis schools? Well, there's a whole bunch of them. First, I just wanted to say also, to get to where they were, CBC had to defeat SLU and DeSmet, and those were really close games, and those teams, too are a really good team. So it could have gone either way on some of those. So those teams mm-hmm. could have represented uh, the, the archdiocese in the, in the games as well. Absolutely. Um, some of the other team uh, football is coming up and that is so far in the semifinals are Valley in class one. And in the other classes, uh, St. John Vianney and Trinity. And those teams are, are very, uh, very formidable. Valley always has a good team. They're one of the most winning programs in the country. Trinity has been on the upswing since Coach Corey Patterson took over, and he's a very enthusiastic and charismatic leader of that team, and those kids follow him anywhere. Um, so and it's you, good did a, you did a story a little while back on the Trinity football team, right? Right, yeah, and it, w- it was very impressive. I went, we went to their practice and saw how they react uh, to the coach and to what their kids are being told. And there's just a lot of talent there. So obviously, uh, when we're recording this prior to those championship games being played, and so by the time people listen to this, it might uh, the, we might have a champion uh, in one of our Catholic schools. Um, do you want to make any predictions, uh, well, and we can see if it, if it's correct, and and can we look forward to any coverage in the review? So yes, we'll we'll be covering it if assuming they go to the finals. Um, but I. I predict they go all three go, especially Valley and Trinity have especially strong teams, and Vianney's is strong this year too. So we'll see uh, how it goes. I just also wanted to mention this year was the last year of coaching for St. Louis University High School's uh, Gary Kornfeld, and he's been a longtime coach, uh, had some really good programs, especially has developed several quarterbacks and uh, players who went on to good college careers. So want to tip my cap to him. Definitely. Well, and SLU has always kind of been a perennial uh, name, a perennial power of football, I think, in St. Louis, kind of just sure. um, always always uh, in, the, in the top rung of things. Um, another team we don't want to leave out is CBC. They also had a good run. They didn't make it um, as far as some of the other teams, but they had a good run in the playoffs, right. I believe. Yeah, so. they went, went uh, if they'd have won this, the last game, they would have been in the semifinals, but uh, they got they got stopped by a good team. So, yeah. um, so uh, obviously football is kind of uh, the, one of the main sports this time of year. A lot of people are thinking about that, and and those championship games uh, will be played uh, the week of uh, November, I think, eighteenth, nineteenth, and then the championships are like Thanksgiving week. Um, but uh, what are some of the other sports that have taken place in the fall? Uh, now that we're coming towards the end of the semester, we've had a few other uh, Catholic high schools that have won championships, and maybe some sports that people don't hear about so often. Right. Volleyball was a big one. Uh, St. Pius uh, was champions in uh, the highest classification there. Uh, They had an outstanding team led by three seniors, Shelby Meyer, Jenna Otek, and Ellie Russell. And they just led that team all the way. And they were just a team that just rolled, rolled right through the playoffs. Uh, also, in uh, other classes, Valley came in second place in uh, their class. In Borgia, St. Francis Borgia took third place. So it was a good uh, playoffs all the way around. And, uh, again, you guys kind of saw St. Pius uh, up close um, in their volleyball program and did a, did a nice little feature yes. story on them. Yes, 
Yeah, they were they were very impressive uh, in, in a game against uh, their uh, uh, Jefferson County uh, rivals, and uh, it was a good game. And they they just play as a team. I guess that's the concept that they they have. Uh, there's nobody really who uh, who takes over. They it was a a team concept. That's great to hear. Uh, now, there's another sport you told me about beforehand that uh, we have a new champion in. Something people may not. Uh, entirely familiar with here in St. Louis. Right. Field hockey. Uh, St. Joseph's Academy won the championship, the Midwest. Uh, they call it the Midwest Championship. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, there's so many good teams, uh, everything from uh, uh, Villa Duchenne and uh, Narex and several other teams that are that all all have been really – had really good programs. So it's good to see them win. Yeah, and uh, definitely maybe bring a little more attention to the, the sport of field hockey, which is, you know, not uh, not as common as basketball or football or baseball. The, the typical right, and some of those uh, players go on to good colleges mm-hmm. with scholarships uh, in all these sports, but uh, particularly uh, field hockey. Some, some of them get to go to very good academic schools as well as uh, sports schools. Absolutely. So, um, like I said earlier, we are coming to the end of this fall semester and the fall sports season. And uh, basketball is getting kicked off. Uh, uh, one one thing I wanted oh, to sorry, add. add first is uh, golf, and that was St. Joseph's Academy again one. And that was a really fun story to do because uh, we interviewed a senior, Emily Guzzi, and a freshman, Grace Aramando. And the interaction between the two was great because the senior took on a, a mentor role for the freshman who is a really, really talented player, and it was good to see them interact and it was their the spirit that they have um so for people who want to maybe go review these stories you've done no pun intended uh, maybe go back and look at some of the old the old stories uh how can they find that it's online it's online and there's a sports tab on the website of www.stlouisreview.com great so they can find that now uh, like i said uh it's end of the fall semester Winter sports are starting. Um, do you have any predictions or thoughts, or have you seen any teams yet? Uh, these these Catholic I haven't schools? done too much for the high school level. Um, it's just like I said, just getting underway. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got hockey, we got basketball, we got uh, other things. Uh, this coming week, we'll be doing a story on the, the on the college level, the St. Louis University Billikens uh, women's team, which last year won their con- or ki- tied for their conference, and has been predicted to do some really good things. Okay, so we'll look forward to that, and uh, as the winter moves on, more coverage of some of these winter sports in, in our Catholic schools. Uh, anything else we may have missed um, in discussing sports today in, in the Catholic schools? Because uh, I'm sure there is. I mean, we there's so many schools and so many different classes. Well, especially on the high school level, a lot of the, the teams really take their faith seriously and bring it out to the field with them. Um, not just as also sportsmanship as well as the prayers are not not geared to well god's going to help me win the game but just to uh to to play a clean clean game and to use their talents that the best they can yeah definitely and uh obviously that sort of trickles down i think to cyc as well which you've you've covered before and talked about some of their sportsmanship uh that's also uh how they uh try to implement the the aspect of prayer into into CYC sports is right for, for yeah. the, the, the good sportsmanship and, and for everybody to stay safe and so on. So, uh, Joe, um, I think this was a was a good uh, sort of 
glimpse into the world of sports here on the Catholic Gateway Podcast. Uh, not something we get into very often, but we'll have to have you back on sometime and discuss it. Yes, uh, find us online and uh, read us in the paper. Absolutely. Thank you, Joe. Is there anything good in the St. Louis Review this week? Oh. Stephen Kemp can tell us. Of course there is. <laughs> and there's always something good. Always in something good right. in the review. So this week we have our Advent preview, which is we focus on the Jesse tree this year. Last year we've kind of looked at some of the other traditions. This year we really focus on the Jesse tree and how it foretells the coming of Jesus Christ throughout the Old, te- the Old Testament. Um, another story that we had in this week's paper, in the November 21st paper, is STEM Scouts. And it's kind of an interesting program where Boy Scouts and other students get to just enjoy some STEM-type activities uh, outside of school. So another thing that we've been working on for a while is the uh, Year of Mercy. The Year of Mercy ends on November 20th, and but God's mercy never does. And so we're looking at ways that we can go forward having experienced God's mercy in a fuller sense throughout this entire Jubilee year, and where do we go from here? So that's one of the things that we're working on for next week. Um, Also, some things coming up are obviously Christmas. Biggest, one of the biggest liturgical seasons of the year is coming up. So it's kind of surprising that we're in the middle of November. Seems like it shouldn't be here yet. But, you know, going back to the Jesse tree, um, we're also going to do something on the communications and marketing side for the Archdiocese tying in the Jesse tree theme. So we'll have some some little goodies for people, uh, some some reflections and things they can they can find out about uh, and connect it all to, to what you guys are doing. So we're trying to really collaborate in that regard. Yeah. Excellent. That's the, the kind of the Advent preview for, for you guys as well. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, great. Well, Stephen, anything else that uh, readers of the review should should be thinking about, looking forward to? They need to subscribe, though, right? They do need to subscribe. And also, uh, if you go to www.stlouisreview.com slash Advent, that's where you find a whole bunch of resources from for Advent for you to, you to make a spirit-filled Advent uh, journey. And that's really what you guys are here for is to not just the information, but sort of the formation. It says it right, right. there underneath our, uh, underneath our masthead, helping you get to heaven. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at ArchSTL is our handle there, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram, at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review there on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's St. Louis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Catholic St. Louis.